0: Part three or four, verbally charting your destiny. Verbally charting your destiny. A lot of you have dreams and desires and things you want to do. Things you will vote for things for this week and things for five, ten years from now. Well, how do you do that? Well, you can do it by the power of your of the, God's power in terms of the power of the words He's given you. Amen. Wow, that seems like weird, because you know words don't say they have that power. Yeah, they do. Words have power. You can chart your life. Your words will Go, your life will go by the words you speak. That's negatively or positively. Your life will go by the direction of the words that you speak. So, uh, in the direction of the words you speak. So you got to So this series is telling us, all right, we got to be real cognizant, of, real aware of the words that we speak. Whether we're on the playground playing with our friends, whether we're at work, whether we're studying, uh, studying for a test, you know, whether we're in grad school, whatever it is, we got to recognize whoa, i got to be cognizant of these words because they mean something, alright? Let's look like at our foundation scripture, Mark 5, 35-42, Mark 5, 35-42, New King James Version, alright? Mark 5, 35-42, New King James Version. While well, he, this was, we understood this was, this was the, the background here, the context, we understood that Jesus was uh, walking and he was in the process of getting ready to help Jairus, whose daughter was, was sick and ill, but he was on his way there, and while he was doing that, some people came and said, Whoa, 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 hold up? This, this is uh this is where it picks up. He said, Well he's my Jesus. While he was speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, that's referring to JRs. Some came from the rule of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead, why trouble the teacher any further? But these people so Jesus was on his way, um, he got stopped by the woman with the issue of blood, um, and, and praise God she got healed. So he was, you know, getting ready to go back on his way towards uh, Dealing with Jr. Um, and daughter, and then people came from the, from that crowd and say, "Well, don't don't even go any further." Told everybody, you know, particularly J. um, do Don't go any further. Don't bother teaching anyone. Referring to Jesus, why? Because the daughter's dead. I mean, they were trying to say, "Don't don't have Jesus come to her to help heal her because she's dead. There's no reason to heal her because she's dead." Well, I think it's a couple of Revelation points because obviously we know Jesus can. Raise up the dead and praise the Lord, but also we you know, by this gospel that you know through the power of God, Jesus can heal her. But they were saying, no, don't, don't go. They're saying, Jairus, don't go. Your daughter is dead, so don't bother Jesus anymore. Let him do something else. All right. So, uh, so uh, uh, here we go. As soon as he didn't wait. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, meaning, don't, don't come, Jairus, don't, don't do that. Your daughter's already dead. He said to the ruler of synagogue, "Don't be afraid; only believe." So he didn't address them for their deaf words that they spoke. He wanted to focus on the one who is supposed to be believed, because we understand by according to our faith being an unjust. So we want. So he wanted to focus right on JRs. He didn't. He didn't get on them about the words they spoke. He wanted, He didn't want those negative words to have impact into Jay Iris. All right. So he spoke right there. Right there. He said, hey, look. Don't say that." He said, "Don't be afraid. Only believe." So we gotta take that principle and say, "Wait. If we hear some words that are definitely, I e. negative, we gotta make sure we ain't receiving those." No, no, no. We gotta make sure we ain't, we ain't receiving that. We like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna speak some word against that. Oh no. I can walk into pressure you shit me. You know. So, you know. Uh, you know, people in elementary school, or college, or grad school, or getting a PhD, or whatever. You know, they'd we try to say, "Hey, well, don't you know? You you to be a little challenged with this test this week." No, you gotta say, "No, people all think you're yeah. No, you gotta speak. You gotta speak right against that. Why? Because that thought's gonna come. Amen. So, and he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Uh, then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, because we understand like you know a lot, a lot of people. Uh, crying and screaming that kind of stuff. Um, and those who wept and wailed loudly, uh, when he came in, he said to them, "Why I this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. We understand from the other series, but spiritual peace, that's when, uh, when God, for those that are believers, uh, when a person is, what they call down uh, here dead, if their person was a believer, that body isn't sleeping. Why? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be resurrected with their spirit and soul. So he's just, he or she is just temporarily sleeping right now. They're going to get back up, amen? Praise <laughs> the Lord. All right? Don't worry about how he's doing. Who cares how God does it? That's a spiritual thing. Well, he's going to believe God, amen. And they, and they ridiculed him. But when he had put them outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Um, and then he took the child by the hand and said to her, which we understand is Aramaic, which is, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked for she was twelve years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement." Wow, so what if Jairus had received those deaf words? So when they came back and saw what they, if they, if they, if he received what they said based on what they saw in the natural, then this last section of the scripture may not have occurred. So words are so important because they had the opportunity to get him off his faith. He went to Jesus for a reason. Because he knew the power of God could heal his throat. That's what he wanted. Yeah. But in that moment, those words could have such impact that what he was believing for could got gotten negated. Yeah. And he just would have received all she did. Then he would have went to a whole different thing about being, you know, crying and being sad. Okay. That's why words are so important. We got to make sure... If it's not a life word, we got to sit there right back to hell. We got to rebuke it. I ain't done that before, but you're not going to me. You got to get it out of you. Amen. It's not part of your destiny. No, I don't receive that. And guess what? You don't need permission to do it. You got God's directive. (laughs) Don't receive it. Amen. All right, companion text. Matthew 12, 36 through 37, New King James Version. But I say to you that every, say it again. Now God saying, "But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So we got whoa. We now we got to say, now we got another leaf to why we got to be careful with these words. Why whoa? Because every word is written, and we understood, and we're gonna see it again later that idle." was barren, profitless words. So when we go around just saying things without intention, we we saw earlier in the series, we didn't see God going around saying, it's like, ah, just plain. That doesn't mean take everything uh, mean and everything else, but we got to be real intentional about the words that we speak. It's being recorded, amen. And we said God's objective for the series is, is uh, we go down that alert from the Holy Spirit for every word, not some, but for every word, what we what we speak of, the words that are around us in the atmosphere, the people of ministry, and also words that we choose to either unconsciously or consciously, receive, Alright? We gotta got be spiritually aware. We want that Holy Spirit to give us an alert regarding all those. Alright? Now we're going to do some review. Why are we doing review? What we said before, God's law of repetition. There are a number of scriptures that God put in the Bible, he put in other places in the Bible. Why? Because he wanted people to get it. It's God's law of repetition. The more we hear something, the more we're apt to get it. You know, we said it before. The only reason Zara knows her name is because Adair kept saying, Zara, Zara, Zara. She was crawling around. Zara, 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 Zara. That's the only reason she knows her name. Yeah, she's bright. Yeah, she's intelligent. But guess what? That's the only reason she kept repeating her name. Saying God knows and understands His, un- his of the law. All right, that's why we do reviews. Paul said, "Hey, I don't mind telling y'all, y'all stuff more than once because it's for your spiritual growth." All right, Proverbs eighteen and twenty one. New King James Version. Death and life are in the power of the elbow. <laughs> death and life are in the power of the police. No, 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 death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We got to understand, whoa, okay, this thing is telling me I got some power. I can speak death, which are nerves that are negative and we want, uh, that can destroy some things, both in the soul and everything else. And we can also speak life. Well, the Bible says in another, in another scripture, God puts it the death and life, blessings and cursing. Then he gives us the hint, guess what? Hit, hint, choose life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, so he's like so, not, so. We understand that part of what we should choose, and that when it comes to this choice right here, let's choose the life version. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be hard. Uh, so, background scripture, uh, uh, Mark 5, 28 and twenty-nine. That's that same woman God was referring to earlier. We had an issue of blood. Jesus was on his way to Jairus, um, and this is her. who's referring to her. For she kept saying, she didn't say once. For she kept saying, "If only I touch his garments, I shall be restored to health." And immediately her flow of blood was dried up from the source—or at the source, I'm sorry—and suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing ailment. So we gotta understand the law, and I'll say that in a second. So when we are when we are speaking life, guess what? We wanna keep speaking life. It's not just a one-time thing, but we get something we want. No, it's a lifestyle. So when you're praying, and we'll learn a little bit more about this in our ABCs of Faith, when we are uh, believing God for something, whether we're praying for someone else or whatever it is, after we've asked God, we got to keep, one, we got to speak life as a, natu- as, a, as a lifestyle thing, and then two, our confessions, when we're doing that, when we're asking God for something, we are planting seeds. Well, when we are doing our confessions, which is saying something in line with God's word and what we've already prayed for. So when we say, thank you, God, i received those sneakers, and you've already asked God for the sneakers, and now you are, you've already asked in faith, you believe in the faith, now what you're doing until you receive them, you are watering your seed. Because you've already sowed the seed by asking them for the sneakers, now what you're doing, oh I didn't see, okay, thank you, I not see it, there you go. And believe it for the sneakers, now what you gotta do, all right, that's see, is you gotta keep thanking how long do you keep thanking? Because when you're thanking them, thank God. You're gonna tell Father, I see him. I see those sneakers, I see those dumps. <laughs> 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 you're, you're what what you're doing is you're watering your faith see. Again, I, you know, farming when they put something in the ground, it's going to get some sun, but it's got to get some water too for that apple to rise up. All right. So when you're confessing, you're watering your faith seed. That's a spiritual process. And how long do you keep doing that, Pastor Mike? Well, you keep watering until you receive your manifestation. I got hey, I got stuff I'm still confessing for. You know, I I, I see a manifestation, so I, I, I know the process first. I, I'll do my ABCs of faith. And if I do my my confession part. hey, so I see the manifestation of things, and some things I'm still confessing for. Why? I ain't going to stop doing it. I ain't going to stop until I receive it. If I do that process work for the other stuff, why would I stop? I got some stuff I've been confessing for for years. I ain't going to stop. I'm going to receive the manifestation of it, amen? So what I'm doing is I, and all of you, are operating the law that says whatever you keep saying, that's an accumulative lifestyle impact, your life will go the direction of your mouth that's a law. Whatever you keep saying, especially in a curative lifestyle way, your life will go the direction of your mouth. You got to receive that. It's a choice. Because you can choose that, ah, I don't believe it. Right. Life is a choice, really. But you got to look at where your life is and it's guaranteed that where your life is was spoken by you at some point in time. Yes. Yeah. So, Yes, there are challenges in life that come up with unfortunately on this earth. But you can navigate. You know, if a a cruise ship leaves Florida, and they're trying to go, I received two Joe, and they and they are trying to go to St. Thomas. I ain't the best with navigation and all that kind of stuff in terms of those things. But I'm telling you, they're not gonna go that way to Jersey and stop at Jersey and then be done with Jersey. Right. No, they're gonna they are setting that ship. They are trying their destiny to go to St. Thomas. We already saw the other scripture with regards to our mouth with regards to the right of the ship. You turned to the direction you want it to go. So if you want your life to go a certain way, you've got to be kind a, of a, it takes faith, but you gotta be kind of the things you're saying. Because you want your life to go that way. You want it to go to St. Thomas, Amen. All right, there we go. All right, great. All right, there you go. All right. And that's something I like to call. I don't know what I'm talking about. Two fields. You know, have faith, or last or Whatever. OK. All right. <laughs> John 12, 49, New Living Translation. All right, this is Jesus talking now. This is for Jesus. seems like it's got to be blessed. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me, this is Jesus talking, has commanded me what to say and how to say it. So if Jesus has to get those instructions from the Father God, that means we should too. That means we shouldn't just be flipping with our mouths. And just say what we want to say, because we got this tool right here. Amen. Right. It's a new way of thinking, because you know we're we're not trained that way. We're born, we're told to use ABCDs and words and those kind of things. And we're not told the impact of words. You know? If I were told, kind of just the opposite. You know, Sticks and stones, they break my bones and words that never hurt me. Well, That's not true. Words do hurt. Words do hurt. Amen? Why? Because they are a spirit going out doing something. And you want that to be something life spoken. And anything against you, you want to refute that. Words do hurt. Genesis 1, 26, 26, 27, 28 the uh, Living Translation. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image, what? To be like us. So whatever image you have of God, what he's saying is when you choose to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not God, but he's engrafted you with his power, what? To be like him. That's an awesome thought. Then mm-hmm. the our you got Jesus, you, that's, you wow, you got the power of God. That's huge. That is huge. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. The way God does things, when God wants something done, he doesn't just scratch his head, he doesn't just clap his hands, he speaks. He uses his words. So if God moves and creates with his words, And he's given us this power if we choose to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we've been engrafted with that same power to use our words. That's why you don't see God in here um, speaking a whole bunch of negative things and and, and then cursing and and deafening people and all of a sudden getting emotional. I don't see God doing that. I mean, you see something in in the Old Testament with regards to the children of Israel because, you know, they they were challenging God. You know what I mean? but he still has a covenant with them. Amen? So, same power, same power. Amen. Amen. Alright, so what we do, we understand God's part. So we understand God has power. we receive Jesus our Lord and Savior, he's engrafted in that power to us. So that being the case, when it comes to these words, God has a part and we have a part. Uh, in particular, God, as He gives us His Holy Spirit, always, we want the Holy Spirit to place that warning on He said that, eh, eh, you know, I want y'all, I want this to be in spirit. You all bring and, and you hear it. Hear it from the Holy Spirit, because you want that warning, all right? Even though you may feel like saying some things, you want that Holy Spirit like, eh, eh, Mike, don't say it, don't say it, all right? Psalm 141 and 3, New King James Version. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the doors of my lips. That's, that's what we're asking God to do. That can be his part. And what he'll do is he'll have Jesus and then have the Holy Spirit tell us and guard us, hey, you don't say that. Set that guard over my mouth. That's gonna be God's part, amen? All right, but we got a part two. <laughs> Proverbs 16, 23. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Wow, wow. So that means God has a part, we got a part. Meaning, you know, because things are gonna happen and emotionally, we may want to feel to say like something. That's where God's going to step in and be like, through his Holy Spirit, don't say that. Don't say that. Uh-uh. I, 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 know, you, I know you're feeling upset. I know you are. But don't say that. All right? That's God's part. Our part is to not not say that and say, wait, why is this in me? I got to, when that kind of thing happens, I can't want to curse every time or any time. Someone runs a red light and crosses you. Because that may happen, not speaking deaf, I'm just saying this in terms of situations may happen, and I can't keep doing that. So I got to teach my mouth to say something different. Right. I got to teach it to say, no. I got to say, Father, uh, Father, we pray that they get to their destination safely and securely, Father. Please, God, we're going to, to as uh, in your drive. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Amen. So God has a part that we got to all right? We said the five areas to teach and guard our tongue. Cause we just, we just yeah. learn about Scripture. we got to teach and guard our tongues, right? All right, so the five areas to teach our tongue. One is to not speak a deaf word. All right, you can reference uh, 1 Peter 3 and 10 and Proverbs 6 and 2. So right here, we're just doing a review. So first thing we got to do to teach our tongue, we got to not speak negative words. Negative words are deaf words. And, and, and so anything that is negative about you, your life, or someone else, Including your manager at work, we cannot speak deaf words. We want the best for them. We want them to connect and have a relationship with Jesus. Well, speaking that and praying that is a lot better than saying, put that with us to get fired. Number two, not receiving deaf words. That's different than not speaking deaf words. Not receiving deaf words, we're receiving it something spiritual, meaning we're, standing, we're seeing it and standing in agreement with something that's not physically here manifested, but we see it in the spirit realm. And so we got to make sure we don't receive deaf words. Why? Because they can impact our life. They can get through our soul, and then now fear can come in and all kinds of things. And now we, start, we can start walking towards the way, words may have been spoken that were deaf, negative words, over us, because people start thinking. Well, darn, maybe, 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 they are. maybe they are not smart because they got a you know, 65 on the test. And someone, maybe a parent, someone else says, oh, they're not smart. Well, then that person, that Emmy will use those words and say, well, dang, I, I gave you the 65 on that test. I haven't gotten an A in a little bit. Dang, maybe I'm not smart. Those words can be spoken and help go towards the way of that. And obviously, some other actions about studying and you know, what you got to do about the international, about getting your tests together hearing from the Holy Spirit. But words, words can be impactful to people. All right, you can reference uh, Luke 4.35, 91 and 7. Well, what what, what do we learn to do when we hear deaf words? Well, we we got to look at those scriptures and say, you've got to rebuke that. I rebuke that in Jesus' day. I don't care if it's coming to the TV set, the iPod, the, the YouTube, the. The, what's the other social I media? Twitter and you know because we talk about written words as well as verbal words. it's chat uh, uh, <laughs> hey, Look, look IG. Look and, and verbally. You know what I mean? People yelling at yeah. on the highway. Look, I don't care where the words are. If they're negative, don't receive them. The yeah, way to right. not do, but you, to not receive them, you got to do something. That's right. You you have to actively engage by saying, "I rebuke them in Jesus' name." Mm-hmm. You can't just. you got to actively do something. The spirit in you you've got to be like, I'll I rebuke that in Jesus' name. Because what, you, what you're doing is you're drawing up that shield that's already in you. you say, I'll rebuke that in Jesus' name. Or you guys, got to, you look at the scriptures. You say, well, 10,000 men fall, but shall not come down me. <laughs> Damn, not me. Now, I don't care if, if someone challenging, may experience a health challenge in your family. They may have been a Christian. Doesn't make them bad or wrong. They still, want to, still love the Lord the whole time. But if, what, what they experience. That's because their Christian doesn't happen to happen to you. Yeah. Oh, what? Hey, everybody see that when it comes to, the, the, um, it comes to disease in the family? Mm-hmm. Look, people will people go, people go to doctors, and doctors will say, what's that thing they always say? Oh, that's hereditary. Who else in your family to head down? You know, I say, I don't care who else my family had that. I don't care if your mom, your dad, nobody else. With God's power, you have new blood in you. Amen. And you have a right to say, shall not come nigh me. I don't care if it was your mom or your dad. Glory God. I, received, I speak that over, over my kids. Some stuff I had, I was like, hey, that stops with me. I ain't passing down to them. No, no, no. We ain't we not receiving that. No, 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 no. Nope. I don't care. You, you all have a clean slate when it comes to Jesus. So you gotta receive that. Say, so nope, nope. Now that comes, no, nope, no, nope. here it goes. That does come with hearing and applying some wisdom that God has given too. he's gonna drop out, you know, drop out the sky. So Holy Spirit has given you some wisdom to, to share with the kids, the grandkids, kids receive them. But you yeah, look, don't be so, look, it may be a fact that your dad may have had cancer or your mom may have had high blood pressure or whatever. That may be a fact. That we, we, don't, you know, we don't walk around lying, you know what I'm saying? But you got to say, the doctor says, oh, well, there's a potential you could have. Yeah, I see that in Jesus' name. That's right. right let me you can say it loud, you can say it soft, but say it. Amen. Amen. All right, that's number two. No, I mean, number three, not, not speaking idle words, words that were barren. Go, watch how we just you know just saying stuff. We reference Matthew 12, 36, and James 1 and 19. Not just walking around and saying stuff like, I didn't know, know. All right, all right. number four, about speaking proactive life words, you know, create your future. If you got some things you want to do, create it. Create it with your words, by faith, all right? We're referencing Joel three and ten. Let the weak say I'm strong. Amen. Uh, Psalm forty five and one. Deuteronomy twenty eight and thirteen. And Joel twenty two and twenty eight. All right. then number five, removing non kingdom words. Uh, we got to remove that from the vocabulary. So these are all things we got to teach our tongue because we we were brought up to do just the opposite of these five. Yes, yeah. So we got to teach we got to teach our bowels, our cells, our heart to not do these things. Well, you know, saying good luck. You know, that seems like a nice thing to say. Hmm. Oh, we want to give God all the glory, so we ain't doing a love thing. No, 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 we are not And like we said, you know, God said, like, look, when people may have good intentions when they say good luck to you, say, I thank you for your heart, appreciate it." Yeah, I, you know, God's blessings, amen. Yeah. But you know, go back in the series and you can see the other nine kingdom words, amen. You to get, get them out of vocabulary. Yeah? They don't, they don't go in the kingdom, in yeah, what's it, Western dictionary, God's dictionary. They don't. They not Amen. Words like can. All right. Good thing that I was just talking about that. Yes, all, right? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Four, four, four miscon- all right some, some. new information. So more. Four misconceptions regarding words. Four misconceptions regarding words. These are things that people um, think about words, but they actually are misconceptions. All right. Number one. One first misconception is that words disappear. Like they. Like as if they evaporate as soon as they're spoken. That word has disappeared as if they evaporate after they're being spoken. Well, that's not true. That's not true. You reference uh, Matthew 12, 36 and 37. If you see it, what the truth is though, that every word is being recorded in heaven. So we gotta understand words, once they're spoken, once they leave our lips, they're not just evaporative. No, they are recorded in heaven. And we understand that idle words as well as bad words are being recorded. Alright? So not just idle words, but definitely deaf, negative words. So, but that being the case, if you have spoken that, the good blessing is Matthew, I'm sorry, Isaiah 1, Jesus. First Jesus. 1 John 1, 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, God has faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So if you have spoken deaf or negative words and you now have revelation, you can ask God for forgiveness. You said something in a moment, oh, Father, please forgive me. I did not mean to say that. You, get, you ask and you're sincere, ask for forgiveness. Then those, then those words that were recorded in heaven, they get evaporated. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Because we may have spoken some stuff either in this moment, because we just had a flesh moment real quick. Um, or ten years ago, if you get revelation that you, I was commissioned by the Holy Spirit, saying, hey, you, you didn't do right, you just, you just spoke some idle words, some deaf words. You can say, hey, look, Father, please forgive me. I, I didn't mean to say that. I, I, please forgive me. I, please forgive me for those words in Jesus' If you're sincere and you mean it, then those words that were recorded, they're now evaporated. They're now erased off your letter. Amen? So, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Number two, second misconception regarding words. Words are not revealing. You know, there's a misconception about that, that words are not revealing, meaning, uh, hey, I know I said that, but I I didn't really mean that. You know, I know I said that, but that's, that's not my heart, that's that's not me. Well, that's not true. It is you. You know, people will say things and they're like, ah, oh, that's, that's, that's not me. I, you know, I said that, but I didn't really mean that, or I said that that's not, you know, really true. No, that is what you meant. That is you. You can reference Luke 6 and 45. The Bible is still true. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you spoke something, no, nah, that was you. That was you. You meant that. And so whether you meant that as a lifestyle, you meant that in that moment, you meant that. Because of, that's the law. So that being the case, what you got to do is be honest and humble enough to say, I did say that. I meant that in the moment, but Father, please forgive. And if you need to go to someone in the heart of the someone else, cousin Pookie, or your coworker, Ask again. I said that. Uh, I was out. Please forgive me. That's I'll always go to God first. You know, ask God first. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Alright? So let's so not let's not fall into that thing that words, you know, you know, words don't reveal who you really are. You no, know, they do. They do. Alright. Alright, third misconception. That words are powerless. That's a misconception. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. You create your future negatively or positively by the words of your mouth. That's a misconception that words are powerless. No, words are powerful, all right? Because um, by faith, you can set the direction of your life by the words of your mouth. You can Job 22 and 28. I said you can decree a thing, it shall be established. Wow, well, you can almost power trip on that. Like, wow, OK, snap. I can decree a thing, it shall be established. OK, cool, let me, let, me, let me be intentional. Let me decree something. And guess what, not just for yourself. I'm sorry. Not just for yourself. Think about the people in your lives. Think about, hey, think. think about the unbeliever you come across. You know what I mean? Because you want him or her to connect with Jesus. If you're going to say, your words, our words, can decree a thing that shall be used after you speak that. You may or may not be there to physically see that person um, receive Jesus. But guess what? Some plants don't water. God gets the harvest. Amen? So you, you're doing your part of the process. You know what I mean? So amen. You want that, you want that written in your ledger, like, yep. Yeah, exactly. Baniah was at, at the royal farm and he spoke, he spoke lightly, he decreed the thing, that, that person won't be saved in Jesus and he'd be bleeding by faith. Hey, that's going on. That, that is going on Baniah's Like, oh, well done. They're going to say a Amen. Amen. whether he sees it right there or not. He's doing his part. Because then Odessa may come two months later and say something else. All right, And then Zohar, five years later, sees that same person. And all of a sudden, Zar so says something, and now that person is thinking about thinking about what Benaiah said yeah. a couple years ago. Think about what Odessa says a few later there. And then Zar says something to him, and all of a sudden he seeing Jesus. Score God. Yeah. It goes to all their accounts. Yeah. Praise God. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right? Number fourth misconception, that bad words can bring. Uh-oh. This is for everybody, but particular couples. Married couples. Listen to this, you got you to receive this. Yeah, bad words bring good results. That's a misconception. Yelling and cursing will bring about good results. Why, Pastor, did you say couples? Because people in the body of Christ had a propensity of going through this. In particular, sometimes the married couples. So we got to receive that to say, look, Yelling and putting pressure on in a moment may seem like it may give the appearance that just because that person does that, that you got the good result of what you wanted. But you've sowed seed now. And now that seed is in, and whether that person communicates that or not, that did some damage. Even though she or he may do the the thing you asked them to do, that's done some damage. That's not gonna bring about a good result, but that keeps happening. That person, especially if they don't, if they may communicate, and may communicate later, you may be like, where oh, all this come from? All them seeds have been sowing,' Of yelling, or cursing, or whatever it is. So it's a misconception that, that bad words bring good results. No, 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 that's up to the law. It's not true. Words are seeds. You can't get uh, good fruit from bad seeds. Amen. You cannot get good fruit from bad seeds. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Alright? You can reference Matthew 7, 17 through 18. So we gotta understand that these are misconceptions about words that we gotta get out of us. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Alright. Let's look at James 3, 6 through 12, New Living Translation. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a world, is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire. Let's do that again. It, referring to the tongue, can set your whole life on fire. Think about people that you know, family, friends, or whatever, who seem like they consistently go through challenges. You can track the words they've been speaking. For well, it is set by fire, it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. This is referring to the tongue, that thing in between your lips, in your mouth, in between those teeth. Sometimes, uh, it praises our Lord Jesus and Father God, and sometimes it curses those who have been made by the image of God. It's the same mouth, same tongue. Praises God, praises Jesus, praises the Holy Spirit, and at the same time curses people who God made. Same tongue. And blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Blessings and cursing coming out of the same mouth. That's both cursing in terms of, what do you call French, speaking French? Or whatever. I don't know why they <laughs> oh, Yeah, yeah, speaking bad words. Or people, speaking (laughs) bad and deaf over people. Coming out of the same mouth, coming out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So we've got to understand, with this word, mouth that God has blessed us with, we need to be speaking. now. There's this life is choice. For you can choose to speak deaf and negative words, deaf by negative words. Or you can choose to speak life words. But we just see the scripture, that's not, that shouldn't be the case. That means we got to make, if we're going to choose to speak life, we need to be speaking life as a lifestyle. Will the flesh try to get us in a moment? Will people or things get us upset? Of course. But this is where the teaching and the training of the tongue comes. Bible says, "We're on the We gotta renew our minds." That means where we may have just been flippant with things we may have said, we got, no, I gotta renew my mind now. I understand this tongue has power, so I gotta, I gotta practice. You gotta walk around the house practicing. you get write, write down some scenarios. I like have my kids write down some scenarios, write down some, write down a scenario and write the scripture that will go against that. Why? Wow, so, so now you you're throwing up scenarios so you can practice. Why while you're in the safety of your own room? Mm-hmm. It may seem corny, but no, your life depends on it. Amen. Amen. Choose to only speak and receive life words. Everybody say that. Choose to only speak and receive life words. One more time. Choose to only speak and receive life words. You gotta do that. Why do that? And that's including, don't keep speaking about the problem. Instead, keep speaking the blessed faith in result, solution. Don't, do problems happen. The Bible says it's gonna rain on the just and the unjust. We understand from the other series, because of the fall of Adam, stuff goes on in this world. We understand it's not from God, it's all from the fall of Adam. But God's given us the power, so we don't have to, so when challenges occur, I'm not, we're not saying ignore them, we understand that. But as you keep speaking and thinking about it, it's, it's renting space in your mind, and then it has an opportunity for you to be speaking it. And, and it's reciprocal. This, this keeps happening. That's choice A. Choice B says, you know what? That is a problem. That bill does occur. It came out of nowhere. Let me ha- try to do what I can handle on the natural. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to God in faith. I please resolve this bill. Whatever it is, Father, we have to call it done in Jesus' name. But now, only thing I'm speaking, Father, I see that bill resolved. Glory to God, I see it's paid. Thank you, Father, I see it paid. Is it paid right now in that No, but you are speaking by faith, Father. I see it. I see that bill being paid. Thank you, Father. Anytime that thought comes, that bill's paid in Jesus' name. Who cares how God does it? I don't care. Hey, he paid taxes by the fish. Who cares? Who cares how God does it? Was was unknown check coming out of nowhere, or Aunt, Lou, Aunt Lulu saying, "Hey, baby, I, he was on, he was on Aunt Lulu's heart. I just want to bless you with just two hundred dollars out of nowhere on your birthday. Amen. Who cares how God does it? But why? But that came by the power of your faith and choosing to speak those words over that same bill that came out of nowhere. Amen. Now you can keep speaking the bill if you want to, or worrying about it, and mm-hmm. worrying about it. But no, you can also choose to use your faith and in our process be speaking over that. Yeah. Fill your faith. In Jesus' name. We, we learned that. We learned Mark 11, 23. We can speak to things. Fill your faith. That's an inanimate. That's a piece of paper. Yup. Speak to it. Yeah. Didn't Jesus speak to a tree? Anybody see trees walking around? No. It ain't him. Got the whole inanimate thing. Speak to it. Speak to it. Amen. Oh, yeah. We're going to do this. We're going to choose to speak and receive your light words. Amen. All right. All right. Give God glory. Amen. 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 Father, we just pray and glorify you, God. We just love you so much, Father. Just thank you, Father, for your instructions and your words, Father. Thank you for loving us so much, Lord God, that you would give us your wisdom, your guidance about how to improve our lives, Father, for your glory. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Now just make sure, like let me, we let me talked about, make sure that you are choosing that.